Today's episode of Shmi is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor.fm to be more specific. If you guys have not heard about Anchor, let me explain. First of all, it is the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. F-R-E-E free. Prior to me moving the home base of Shmi to Anchor, I was paying more than $20 a month for a different service to send out the podcast to you guys and I was not seeing anything in return. I was literally being robbed. So with Anchor, unlike myself, who has thousands of dollars in equipment to record the podcast, you don't need any of that. All you need is a phone or a computer because there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit. Edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. The other services I was using were expecting 10,000 people to listen to an episode for me to get like three bucks. That is not the case with Anchor. You could have just your mom listen to your podcast and you can make some money if she listens a lot over and over again. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now back to the episode. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Shmi Podcast. I am your host, Sam Pelissero. You can find me on Instagram at NotSamPelissero and follow the podcast at Shmi Podcast. So today, I mean, today's episode is going to be quite the doozy. Lots of stories as usual, but these ones in particular are of the dating aspect. And who better than my one and only... Eskimo sister. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eskimo sister. So while you're on Urban Dictionary looking up what Shmi means, also, uh, hang on a second, type in Eskimo sister. And y'all know what this episode is going to end with because I'm saving that story as the grand finale of this hour. But I'm here with the one, the only... Marissa Stavola. Hey! Woo-hoo! Marissa is one of my best friends. Soul sister, Eskimo sister, coffee sister... A lot of sister, sister, sister. <laughs> Separated at birth, sister. Yeah, straight up. Blonde hair, the blue eyes, the love of gummies and sweets. <laughs> There's a lot of things that people literally will be like, oh, you guys siblings? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Marissa, how do we know each other? So, I guess you could say we officially met when we started working together at the coffee shop, mm-hmm. but I'd like to say that we've known each other for a very long time before that. Dun, dun, dun. Very indirectly, if you may, I guess, put it that way. <laughs> I'm like getting so excited for this grand finale later. It's going to be a good one. Uh huh. Um, what I want you to share with the viewer and listener is the, f- the funny story of when you first heard me on the phone and then when you first <laughs> saw me in person, because I think it, it cracks me up every time. So you called me for an interview for the position that was open at the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was so excited because I wanted this job more than anything at the time. I had just moved back from Florida. Mm-hmm. I was just really looking to dive in, get that new job, meet some new friends. So I was looking for something different. Um, Sam called me and asked me to come in for an interview. Mm-hmm. So I was so excited. I show up for the interview and I ask for Sam and Sam's not there. 
Sam had his days mixed up. Oops. And basically, I interviewed with the owner for the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. my expectations of what Sam was going to be in person versus over the phone <laughs> were literally spot on. I expected. <laughs> I love it. I love it. His, just his whole demeanor on the phone, it's just, it's truly who he is in, in real life. And I just was so excited <laughs> that I knew we were going to be friends from the start. What was so funny was that you had a moment when I guess when I talked to you on the phone and I just called you to come in for the interview, just, you know, a, a moment of, oh, this might be like a straight guy. And then you, another moment, like, mm. and then when you met me in person the second, I was like, hey, you're like, yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> he puts on that good act of... <laughs> You know, not knowing if he's straight or gay. For those who listen to episode one, Sal comes out every now and then. He oh. comes out and uh, takes charge. <laughs> Marissa's like, I don't want to know who that is. I don't want to know. She'll never meet him. Don't worry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's a beautiful Sunday here in New Jersey. It is the weekend before 4th of July. And I want to take advantage of living so close. I live literally two blocks from the beach where... I get so busy in the summertime with my job and my other things outside of my job that for some reason I never get to the beach. And so I made a point today to go to the beach early, go there, lay out for a little bit, look like I leave my house because I got this fresh new haircut for those watching. <laughs> this whole haircut process. Did you process. burn that scalp that you didn't know you had there? The skin, the skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So for those who aren't watching, I got my very first skin fade yesterday because all my guy friends go to this barber and he is amazing and the whole the whole barber shop is amazing and so i went to a new guy i usually go to a salon and i warned him in advance i said hey guy i'm nervous i've never had a skin fade before because i never want to go in the military i never want to be you know put it out into the, into the universe i'm prepared to go into the draft so i've always kept like a pretty boy next door who makes youtube videos and i decided to go for like oh i'm gonna go to the army man and fight some criminals and terrorists so I got, I got a skin fade and I love it. And I cannot stop looking at myself because my ego <laughs> was already horrible. And now it is just horrendous where I have probably taken about 30 selfies and put them on my Instagram story. Beyonce wrote her song Ego for a second. Yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, B. <laughs> um, but also, speaking of summer, I'm currently wearing a tank top. For those at home, yeah. For those literally listening to this... It is a, I'll describe it. It is a black cotton tank top. Thick. I think the brand is American Apparel. On the top is a open avocado with a pit inside. The ratio of the pit and the meat is pretty organic looking. But the phrase underneath the avocado says guac before cock. It is the it is my favorite shirt of all time. Marissa somehow found it. The avocado gods blessed her with this shirt, and she said, "I'm buying that for you because it goes hand in hand with my obsession with avocados that has been going on for years. I think I started the avocado trend before Anthony from Queer Eye started the avocado trend. He stole that. He owes me some copyright fees for that." <laughs> Basically, Sam used to bring an avocado for lunch every day every when we day. worked together. And it just became like our inside joke, I yes. guess you yeah. could say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, everything revolved around avocados. avocados. Yes, yes. So even in my phone next to his name, it has an <laughs> avocado because I love it. I love it. I love it. Sam. So for his birthday, I was, you know, searching like, oh, what could I possibly get Sam for his birthday this year? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't 
She got me gummies, by the way. I did. I got him gummies. Um, (laughs) But we don't always usually exchange gifts just Mm -mm. because, whatever. We just like spending time together more than the material things. We are all about the experience. Exactly. Of like going out to eat and stuff like that versus like, oh, I got you a necklace. Like, okay, cool. Exactly. We'd rather spend our money on food. Come on now. (laughs) Have you looked at us? (laughs) (laughs) So I was searching on Etsy one day and I found this tank top for Sam. And I just, I literally typed in avocado and this is what came up. So... I, I don't know if that's exactly PG-13 for any kids that were out there searching for avocados I, on Right, Etsy, right. But it could not have fit Sam any better. So <laughs> I bought it, and today's my first day giving it to him. It's a little belated. I don't care. It fits like a glove it's in more ways than one. It's been years. <laughs> yeah, I know. It literally fits me perfectly. She was worried it wasn't going to fit me, and it lit- it's a glove. Yeah. But my thing is, I'm so conflicted because I love it so much, is... I don't know where I can wear this shirt. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> to the gym. <laughs> I think I think I'm, I'm gonna be ballsy enough because my thing is this actually is a good segue. Is I'm single and I've been single for about a year and a half now, and I wasn't single for like years and years and years. And so getting back into the dating world has been a fucking nightmare and learning how people really are in 2019. But I always want people at the gym to know that I'm gay because there's so many hot guys that I think are gay. And I do not have the balls enough to go over and say, hey, man, can you spot me really quick? I just I don't have it in me. Also, I don't have to wait that much for me to go ask like the jacked guy like, hey, can you spot me for him to go, dude. That's 13 pounds. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I start doing these things where I'll wear Nikes that have rainbow pattern on it. Like, okay, look, I'm gay. But then I see like the guy who clearly isn't gay rocking those. I'm like, oh, just rainbow is in. And then I'll wear a shirt that has like, you know, a rainbow heart on it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. People know I'm gay. But then that's like a logo for some Brazilian soccer team. And my gym has a lot of Brazilians. And I'm like, fuck, now they just think I love soccer. No, I don't even like sports. I'm that gay. And so now I'm thinking I'll go to the gym wearing this shirt and they'll think and they'll know not only does he like avocados and that's a healthy fat so you know he knows good diet but also he knows how to prioritize food over getting some and i'm down for that oh my god and i'll give him this d after he gives me so rather than me buying you a shirt that literally says i'm gay please ask me out i got you a shirt that says <laughs> with my number on the back cock, which is i mean i guess equivalent <laughs> but it's perfect because this is like, like this is how I, this is how i would want a guy to ask me out he'd be like hey do you want some guac for cock and i'd be like hell yeah <laughs> could you imagine if some guy literally walked up to me at the gym and said yo you want some guac for cock you owe me the rest of your life if that ends yes, up being straight. Ever after. <laughs> i mean there have been a lot of moments in our friendship that i've owed you the rest of my life for <laughs> let's be honest but yeah, so uh, being single is rough. Uh, I got out of a very long-term, a very long, long-term relationship about a year and a half ago. And of course, as anyone does, they download Tinder. And I had never had a Tinder because when I met my ex-boyfriend, we met in person at, a, at, our, at our gym. And I had never even used dating apps because when we met, that was the era before dating apps. I, don't th- I think maybe Grinder was a thing, but that's not a dating app. It's a hookup app. But, like, that was it. Like, there wasn't dating apps for heterosexuals, and there w- wasn't any sort of dating apps besides Plenty of Fish, but that was a website. So there wasn't even that interaction. So me downloading Tinder for the first time was um, eye-opening <laughs> to realize how many weird people are out there. And I'll go through these spurts, and you can attest to this, where I'll have Tinder for about a week. Just to pass time, I'll be bored, let me see, what's the scoop? 
and then I'll delete it for about three or four months. I'll re-download it. And the same people are still on there. There. Yep. Living (sighs) in Florida is extremely equivalent to being on Tinder. Wait, what do you mean? As far as finding really strange people in the world, like you said before, like you didn't realize how many weird people were out there. Living in Florida and dating is like being on Tinder. What? Yes. Wait, like I want I want stories. Are we going to get to that ha- point? No, we're we're deep diving into this right now because <laughs> I I remember a story you've told me before and I hope you're going to share it today, but just go for it. So, when I lived in Florida the first time, I had a boyfriend that was from here in New Jersey and whatever. It didn't end up working out and I had met somebody. What you did? Yeah, that was um Josh. He was from New Jersey? No. I was dating the person oh, in New Jersey. Oh, oh, And okay. I met somebody while I was living down there. Yes. Okay, okay. So, but anyways, we're not going to get into nope. that. So I moved <laughs> back, and I basically was just by myself, and I started dating here in New Jersey, and a short six months later, I moved back to Florida again. And I did online dating there because I didn't meet anybody when I was in New Jersey. I mm-hmm. wanted to be single when I moved down there, and... The people on dating websites are ridiculous down there. (laughs) It's like a whole nother breed, and there's really just no other way to explain it. But please, please give examples. I'm dying. (laughs) So the one guy that I had met, he was, like, pretty normal, had a nice job. He, like, was, like, a mechanic at some kind of car dealership or whatever. So we had, like, gone on a couple of dates, and things were going, like, really great, and, you know, we really liked each other, and it was pretty casual because he lived about 30 minutes away from where I was living at. But anyways, one night after I was there, I went home, and he texted me and was like, I really like you, but there's something that I need to tell you. (laughs) This goes into that category of things you wish people never said to you. Okay, okay, what did you say? What did you say? So I go, well, I really like you too. Like, I really don't think anything that you could say could deter the way that I feel about you. And Uh, he texted me back and he was like, (laughs) I like when women put dildos in my ass <laughs> that is the story i was hoping you would share not I... men women so oh. this guy wasn't gay he was heterosexual he liked women but he had a pleasure <laughs> of using toys in a place that usually straight men don't go there he he wanted that g-spot he, he did so i was just like <laughs> I have no problem with that being what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but no that's shame. never something I'm going no, to partake no, in. No, no, no. It's not my thing. No. And I just, I don't feel like anybody should have to be out of that comfort zone of doing, I mean, obviously you're not a companion. There might be somebody out there for oh, it that enjoys 100%. doing that. Oh, 100%. But I was just like, okay. And I was like, listen, no hard feelings. If you want to continue to talk, like, I'm totally there for you. But that that's just never going to happen with me. First of all, at this point, we haven't even done anything that, together. And that's what I think is so crazy. So which is why it was really weird. Is people who don't know how to read the room, and that can even be down to dating, is do not start bringing in your kinks and your fetishes and anything that makes you unique so early on when... We're not even at the stage of where, like, I've even seen you naked yet. Well, that, and I just feel like, I mean, kind of to that aspect, but don't, like, I, I guess he didn't want to get into a position where that's where he, what he was looking for. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he wanted to be upfront and open about it, but still, like, I mean, I appreciate his honesty, definitely 100%, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, I mean, it was just, uh, 
I didn't go very far after that. I think we had seen each other maybe twice after that, and that was about the end of well, it. It's so funny that you say you know you appreciated his honesty because that's how I feel about that guy, the 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 older man that I dated, um, probably about a year ago now. No, God, it was only like. I was gonna say it hasn't no. been a year yet. When was that? That was December of. That was December of two thousand and eighteen. So that was only like six, six months, months ago. ago. Gross gross it feels like a lifetime time is so relevant yet irrelevant irrelevant same exact time so basically guys i met this guy on tinder and he was a uh straight up glorified zaddy um he looked like you know maybe late 30s and then my whole goal at the time was let me find let me try dating someone older than i am because i'm an old soul so i thought maybe i'll find a soul that is age appropriate and an age appropriate person and they'll be mature enough, and we'll get along, and that'll be the end of it. So I met this guy, and all of a sudden I recognized the lockers behind him in one of his pictures was the same lockers at my gym. So I messaged him, and I said, oh my god, do you go to this gym? And he said, yeah, I do. And then I, when I went to the gym the next day, he was there. So I walked up to him, and I said, oh my god, hey, so-and-so, it's me. Let's call him um, Sixth Dimension. Wait backpedaling to when you don't approach people at the gym but you approached him well because, because we talked on on, okay. on, on, on tinder or right. uh bumble or one of those apps right. so then I, I i knew him like we knew each other right you know okay so then we were talking and then he invited me over for dinner at his place uh that week and i said sure all my friends said sam you're going to the stranger's house i said well first of all like he's not like we've we've met at the gym he goes to my gym and if i go missing y'all will know where to find me so i went to his house and I was a little nervous because he was an older man, and I found out he was 41, and I'm 28 at the time, 27. But again, like not a huge age difference, especially when you're older, doesn't matter. So I go over to his house, and immediately he's like sweating, and he's like fidgety. I'm like, oh my god, he's nervous. I thought it was so weird because I should be the one that's nervous. He has the power here. He's the older man, has a house, has two dogs. And it's his house. And it's his house. So he was nervous. Like he literally knows where all the murder weapons are. <laughs> here is the shovel I'm going to bury you with. <laughs> and here is a bludgeon I'm going to hit you over the head with. <laughs> so then we go down and eat dinner. And he cooked dinner for us, which was really nice. But then here comes the whole thing about, you know, sharing is caring, but uh, too much is too much. Is he starts telling me all these things about how he's experimented with crazy drugs. And not cocaine, heroin, nothing like that. I'm talking about like LSD, mushrooms, um, DMT, all these sort of hallucinogenics, hallucinogens, hallucinogens. And Amelia, I said, I've never done that before. And that's, I've never, I never will. He's, he, he was very front, like, oh, I don't, that's okay. I, I mean, I don't do them too much, but I practice holistic medicine. I said, okay, I don't know too much about that. Tell me about it. And you know, that, that entails ayahuasca. That entails just a lot of natural healing mm -hmm. for those who don't know. Which I believe in. I believe in a lot of natural ways to heal your body. I do not believe in taking LSD so that way you can go and meet the deities and find yourself. Because those are the kind of things he was telling me. And this is all on the first date. And I was so uncomfortable because the entire time I almost wanted to just pack up. Like, all right, that's it. That's a wrap. Time to go, Sam. But what do I have in my nature? A writer and a storyteller. And what did I think in my head? If, let, let's see how long I can stick this out because I feel like I'll get a good fucking story out of this. 
And of course, this is that story. <laughs> so then that night was fine. We watched the movie. Nothing happened. It was great. Whatever. I was a little uncomfortable, but I thought, Sam, you can't judge people for their beliefs. He clearly ha- he's a functioning human being. He's not some drug addict. And that was it. And then we hung out in the, you know, another night, and it was great, and that was it. And then this is where it takes a turn for the worst. <laughs> we go on a hike, and we're going on this hike with his dogs, right? And he starts telling me, you know, Sam, you should really take DMT. And I said, what, like, well, what is it? He goes, well, it's like, it's like the most natural, pure version of LSD because it, it's in everything. It's in grass. It's in, it's in trees. It's in water. I'm like, okay, whatever, sixth dimension, whatever. And this is why I call him sixth dimension, y'all, because he told me that I should take DMT because I have such a clean aura and I'm so pure. And he believes that this is my first lifetime on this earth, that I'm not a reincarnated person. And this is my very first time here on this universe and this planet that I should take it because I need to see the deities and they need to welcome me and meet me and... He said, it's great because sometimes when you take it, you feel like you're gone for 10 hours. But one time I took it and I felt like I was gone for 10 years. Why the fuck would I want to think I'm gone for 10 years? First of all, I am king of anxiety. So the anxiety of missing out on 10 years of my life, just like that makes me anxious. Then imagining me on a fucking drug. I don't give a fuck. It's pure. It's great. It's a fucking drug. An illegal drug, mind you. This ain't fucking marijuana. This is fucking DMT where you hallucinate things. Of course you're gonna see the fucking deities because you're hallucinating. So then I kept saying, Sixth Dimension, I am not doing that. And he kept pushing it on me and pushing it on me and pushing it on me. And I said, why do you want me to take this so bad? And then this is where it comes up, and he fucking tells me, because I'm starting this group of people, uh, a cult, I'm starting this group of people where we want to show our lifestyle to the world, um, a cult, and we want you to be the face of it, uh, a cult, leader, no, not happening, I'm sorry, I'm not being the fucking poster child for taking drugs in Monmouth County, New Jersey. So then... I shut it down. I go home. I decompress the whole thing. I call my friends. Oh my god, I never fucking believe what happened. Oh, what do I do? I hang out with him one more time. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> let me just get like one more moment with this guy. So I go over and we're hanging out. I kindly tell him, listen, sixth dimension, I am not being the face of this person. I'm not going to Costa Rica. Yeah, he guys, he wanted me to go to Costa Rica with him. New. And this is not happening. And that was it. And then we go upstairs, we fool around a little bit because he was like fucking ripped. And I thought, why not? It was horrible because that was the first time we fooled around and obviously the last. It was terrible. He didn't know what he was doing. I'm like, what is happening? And so then I roll over and I finally see my breaking point. On his nightstand was a sleep apnea machine. And I thought, that's a wrap. That was my breaking point was his sleep apnea machine. I thought, I am too young for this shit. And also, clearly too pure for this shit. Whatever the fuck he said to me. And that was it. And then I went home. I texted him. It's not working out. He fucking flossed his shit on me. And that was that. So kids, don't do drugs. And also don't date because it's not worth your time. No, no, no. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we are back. So the next thing that Marissa and I want to talk about, because we both have uh, stories and experiences with this, is 
I guess we can call it dating premonitions is people you've dated in the past that you went on one date, it was terrible, you move on, whatever, even and even a full-blown ex. And they always pop up at the least convenient and inappropriate times. So Marissa, you start. We were just talking about this earlier today where yeah. I was like, great, we're going to shoot this podcast uh-huh, today. Uh-huh. And then like, I don't know, next week or something, yep. some random guy is mm-hmm. going to text me mm-hmm. and it always happens always. no matter what. Always. And I'm trying to think of like a specific time where this actually happened to me where it was just like, I'm done. But I think it was probably when I moved back to New Jersey and I was going through like a little bit of a rough patch and I had reconnected with actually who I am engaged with now. Evan. Yes, congrats. She just got engaged like two, mo- three months ago. Thank you. Three months ago. April, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. And I am marrying them. I'm the officiant, yes, y'all. Because, I mean, fitting, right? So now I am an actor, writer, podcast host, <laughs> editor, gummy enthusiast, officiant. <laughs> so I had just like started to rekindle my relationship with Evan. And um, some guy that I met when I lived down in Florida like randomly text me out of the blue like evan and i went to dinner that one night mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i went home i get this text message and it's like hey are you awake and it's like what time i'm was sorry it? who are you Wait, what time was it's it? been, like probably like close to midnight okay so, okay like, yeah, yeah, yeah not not like terribly late no. we're not into that phase of like okay what are you really looking yeah, for yeah like 2 a.m and basically it was you know hey are you up so i'm like i waited like 15 minutes to answer so like i was like all right that's like a good time frame response is oh yeah i'm awake you know is everything all right i really wish you didn't move back home what why my my literal response is why <sighs> because i had a really fun time you know getting to know you and <sighs> going and doing all these things and it's like okay and you couldn't tell me this when i was down there thank you why thank you um you barely spoke to me we yep. barely did anything sounds together about right. sounds about right barely had any type of a relationship it's just okay what are you lonely now yes. you're laying yes. in bed and that's like, what it is but it's like and i always feel like how do they know it's that, the energy that they're lonely but that you're not lonely like it's not that i'm posting on social media no. that like i have this or that the other thing they just, it's like, they get like this brain shock in yes. their head. And it's yes. just like, Marissa has somebody no. yeah. and I'm super lonely. Yep. Yep, so yep, yep, let yep. me text them. Yes. No, it's the truth. Go away. <laughs> Literally, if you think about texting somebody and you know that they're moved on, they're not going to be back wherever the heck you are. I love this. This is like a PSA for all those people. Like Marissa's like spilling it right now. Bye. Like literally, <laughs> bye. There's a door. Go find it. Don't come back. And burn that door down. Literally though. Well, it's funny is that it happens to me whenever I'm dating someone. It never happens when I'm completely single, when no. when I'm lonely and like maybe they have an in because I'll maybe give them a second chance. It's always when I am fully blown, moved on. So when I was dating that cop recently mm-hmm. and we were, we were boyfriends and so many times in that time that we were dating, once a week, and it would always happen when I was with my boyfriend and he would see my phone and it made me look like I was some crazy, cheating, lying, so- like sociopath. And one time I was showing him pictures of my New Orleans trip with Ryan on his couch. And of course, we're like, we're, we're cuddling and all of a sudden, bloop, hey, why don't you talk to me anymore? And I ignored it. And then bloop. I don't understand why we don't hang out anymore. Another one, bloop, can you please text me? What did I do wrong? And of course, my ex goes, 
do you want to do you want to answer that? And I said, no, no, no. That's like literally like someone I haven't talked to in months. Right. In months. It could be years. Years. I mean... And all of a sudden, I start to break out into sweat because it's me because I get so uncomfortable and anxious. And then my ex boyfriend is thinking that I have a secret because I'm sweating, right. and it was so uncomfortable. And I just want to shake these fucking boys and be like, "Stop it! You you talked on your phone during the date, and that's why I don't talk to you. Or you gave bad head, and that's why I don't talk to you. <laughs> or you don't have a job, that's not that's why I don't talk to you. But you know what I mean? Like, move the fuck on. Right. Move on. We haven't talked in months. If I wanted to talk to you, I would reach out to you. Like that's how communication works. It is a two way street. You don't get to just reach out to me and say why don't we talk anymore all you got to say is hey sam i hope you're doing well that is a way for me to want to open up a conversation just because take the subtle hint that the person hasn't gone back and responded to you like that's, that's just that's it. literally it but you got to be like why don't we talk anymore poor me and that happened so many times whenever i was hanging out with my ex every fucking time and it was so annoying because i'm not at the age where blocking is age appropriate. Why am I going to block someone's number who I went on one date with? I could, I just delete it. Or there's sometimes I got into the habit of when I would go on a date, I would never save their number until like the third date. Yeah. Because why? Even though after you're done talking though, I save half the names just so I know who they are. So when they do text, <laughs> I don't answer. Nope. Because like Sam said, why go through the pain yeah. of blocking yeah, somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then one day when you're going through your contacts and be like, why do I have all these block numbers? Absolutely. And also, again, it's just that's so like an immature move to do like, I'm going to block you because it just there's no value to that. No. But when we think about is when I went off the grid recently, for all those who don't know, I was off social media 100% from October 2018 till June of this year. And it was amazing. It was a great refresher, a great therapy to be away from it for a long time. And in that time, I heard from Nguyen. No boys, no nothing. The moment, y'all. The motherfucking moment. And I blame Instagram and Facebook. Actually, I just blame Facebook because Facebook owns Instagram. For the fucking setting, you have to fucking give the goddamn website your fucking phone number. Because the second I made my new accounts, whoever had my number was notified that I made an Instagram account and I made a Facebook account. Wait, and really? Yes, yes. I had so many friends text me with screenshots of notifications. Oh my God, Sam, are you back online? Which meant for those who had those notifications turned on, which was a lot of the boys who then followed and texted me that day. Oh my God, Sam. Hey, how are you? I haven't heard from you in a while. Because I know for a fact... That wasn't coincidence. That was, they were notified on their phone. Sam Palacero just joined Instagram. Sam Palacero just joined Facebook. And so then they're reminded of me thinking that I fucking made Facebook for them. No, bitch. I made Facebook for my friends and my family. Right. And then they text you. And then the best part is every time that these people would text me, it would be a number that I don't have saved. Right. All my friends would say, Sam, text them back. I'm like, no, no, no. My rule of thumb (laughs) is if your number is not in my phone... I'm not texting you unless you give me your fucking name. I'm not doing that because that means that that was a door that I closed. Right. So, but this one number texted me and they said, hey, Sam, do you want to hang out again? But, but no, that wasn't it. But the way it was phrased, it was as if it was someone who I did hang out with and I enjoyed our time together. Mm. So I text them back. New phone, who dis? <laughs> and then they said, Classic. But I know, I know. And I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do I that. I just do it even though I don't have an excuse. <laughs> and so the person told me who they were. They were someone who I never wanted to talk again because that person, we went on one date. It was horrendous. And they watched my, my show, Dylan and Sam. And in response to it, I asked them, what do they think? They said, 
when someone tells me that they have a show, I expect television quality. And that was a fucking wrap on that date. Yeah. It's 2019. This isn't like back like when TV was only on TV. <laughs> on fucking... T- also, bitch, you don't get to say shit. Do you have a TV show? No. If you made a TV show and it was better than mine, sure, let's talk about it. But no, you did not do any of that. So you do not get to comment on the quality of my work. Also, it wasn't even their line of work. No! So, like, how You're like can- a politician. I was like, snooze fest. Literally, though, that's like somebody that's... Exactly. Politician to yes. to anything yes. involving TV or like engineer versus like, I don't know. A scientist. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's, it's like back when we worked at the coffee shop, if a fucking astronaut walked in and we said, you know what? I don't think that those rocket plants are great. They're gonna be like, shut the fuck up. You know, make me yeah. a fucking coffee. Like what? Like yeah. you don't get to comment on that. I'm barista slash amateur <laughs> astronaut. <laughs> don't you know? Scientist. Yeah. And did you not know I'm that I'm wearing a time. NASA shirt that I got at Urban Outfitters? <laughs> I fly in my free time. I'm dead. That that's to my the moon and back. Well, that's my new Tinder profile. I fly in my free time. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck does that mean? Because <laughs> I'm like, what would that mean? Is that a sex thing? <laughs> Another uh, story that we can share is someone else that I dated, and he was the first person that I dated since my ex a few years ago. And what was so frustrating is I'm going to say the good things because every person has, has good qualities for them. Even Sixth Dimension had good qualities. He made a mean-ass chicken breast. That was about it. So this person's good qualities were he was really caring. Whenever he did stay over, he cooked me breakfast. One time I came home and he had bought me groceries, which was really nice. He did my laundry one time without me asking. He was like husband material. So there was good qualities of this guy. I'm sweating already, though, for this story. But here are the bad things. For starters, he smoked cigarettes. And that is just a a deal. That's a a deal breaker of all deal breakers. And I didn't know he smoked cigarettes until our first date was when we came back here and we're making out. And I thought to myself, is is that what I taste? Because I I don't think at that point I had ever kissed someone who had smoked. No, no. Why would I have? I had just gone out of a four-year relationship. So... I didn't know what that taste was. We hung out the very next day, and he wanted to hang out the very next day, which at first I thought, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's really, like, nice. Like, he likes me. In the end, it was like a, a you know, stage five fucking clinger. But then he came over to my apartment, and I had just worked a morning shift at the coffee shop, so I wanted to take a nap. And he was over, and I said, like, listen, like, I'm really tired. And he said, listen, this might be a little too much, but would you mind? Like, you can take a nap, and I have some work to do. I'll, I can work here. Is that okay with you? And I said, my vibes were like, I can trust this person right away. <sighs> I would have thought he was like homeless or something. Like, I know, he's right? leeching onto you. Yeah. Like, can well, he, stay? he was a leech. He was 100%, 100% a leech. Oh, and so then he was working. You know, I, I woke up from my nap and he all of a sudden said, I'll, I'll be right back. And I said, okay. He leaves my apartment and he's gone for a minute. I thought maybe he was grabbing a pen, a piece of paper. No, he was grabbing fucking lung cancer outside he comes back in smelling like cigarettes and i addressed it i told him absolutely fucking not and i asked him to leave and that was what i thought would be the end of this saga and then he kept saying i'm trying to give it up i'm trying to give it up i'm trying to give it up i only started this past year because my dad passed away and i said please do not use your dad's death as a reason to fucking kill yourself and his dad died of cancer too so clearly this guy didn't care enough to not smoke because that's so selfish to smoke to give yourself fucking cancer and the people in the vicinity of you getting secondhand smoke 
because your dad just fucking died of cancer. That makes no logical sense. So then he would show up to my job. He would meet my friends at my job. They were like, Sam, what the fuck's going on here? And I said, I don't know. Marissa would come in. And at this point, she was no longer working. She was working at a different place at this point. She would come in, see me literally pale white in the face. And she would look at me and say, Sam, he's literally draining the life out of you. Mm -hmm. You sleeping with this guy is draining the life out of you. And I said, but he gives really good head. And you're like, Sam, wake up. (laughs) He smokes cigarettes. He leeches on you. And I said, okay, okay, fine. So I tried to shut it down. And it was just really, really hard because I was also going through my breakup. And then we're at this diner. And he starts to tell me that he doesn't like me. And I said, okay, okay so are we done here? He goes, no, no, no. He goes, Sam, I like you, but there's a lot of things that I don't like about you. And I said, fine, give me a list. Because in, in that moment, I was annoyed because I want to be like, dude, you smoke. Okay, like done, gold star, done. But also, you leech onto me. You eat with your mouth open. You bite your fingernails. You complain that your, your, that your parents bought you a car, but it wasn't the car you wanted. Like, you are so crazy. And one time when I asked you if your wallet was Gucci or something, because I, I recognize the logo, you said, uh, duh. Um, goodbye. I couldn't give a fuck less about labels. So, y'all, here's a little treat for you today. <laughs> I did my searching through my text messages over the past year for this moment. And what did I do, y'all? I found the list because he texted it to me. I asked him, can you please text me this list so I'm always reminded of the things that you don't like about me so I can change them, a.k.a. so I can copy and paste that shit so fast to all my friends. So here is the list. I hate your squatty body. He was so bothered by the <laughs> fact that I have a squatty potty. Nobody's telling him he had to use it. No one. Or also, he was just like, I don't get it. Like that stool in your bathroom. Like the squatty potty. I mean, I have the porta squatty. But still. So he, <laughs> I take it when I go and travel. It saved my life in London. Anyways, he goes, I hate your diet. What? I hate that you work out so much. <laughs> what? I hate that you're always with your friends. Like, in reference to... there was Wasn't al- he always with his friends? Th- th- thank you. His friends would show up here sometimes to my apartment. I never told you that. Well, uh, vaguely. Yeah, but so, like, but yeah. His friends were always so pro-you, like... That's what I'm saying. I don't get this. But it was because whenever he wanted to pop in unannounced at work, which I told him, do not fucking do that... My friends would be there because my friends would hang out and they would do their work out at the coffee shop. And so he was annoyed that he never had one-on-one time with me while I'm working. Then. So before I drove for Uber, a year prior, when I was dating this guy, I tried driving for Lyft because I didn't believe in Uber at the time. The CEO was a racist and I wanted to do Lyft. So one of the things that me and this guy bonded over was that we both had drove for Lyft. And he drove for Lyft as well, more often than I did. I did it on the blue moon chance that I was just bored on a Saturday night and I wanted to go. Also, Lyft isn't popular in our area, so I would never get rides. He was mad. He said, I hate that you stopped driving for Lyft. And I said, why? He goes, because, you know, it was like a real cool thing that we bonded over, like, when, when we first met. And then, you like, you just don't do it anymore. So it's just, like, really annoying that, like, you don't do it, and I do it. Yeah, you do it because you don't have a job. At the time, he didn't have a job. So he was driving for Lyft. 
I had a motherfucking full-time job, so I didn't need to drive for Lyft if I didn't want to. And what it ended up being was this entire list was nothing but self-projection of, of things. Himself. Of he hated that he didn't own a squatty potty. He hated his diet, his body. He probably hated his fucking friends. And he hated that he had to drive for the full. I had a full-time job. And I got him to admit these things, which was like my proudest moment of being a human was calmly talking to someone and having them step out of themselves and seeing that situation from a different perspective and then owning up to their mistake. But then that was it. And then that, I mean, that was really the end of it. And I didn't never talk to him again. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I, just lo- I just love the, how many times did I tell you? Bye. I know. Boy, bye. I know. And then, and then also it was we so have to learn for ourselves. I get that. But... It was just so funny. There's that, <laughs> There was times where I was like hiding it from Marissa that I was like still seeing him. I called him out on it every time. Because she would walk in and she's like, you're pale. <laughs> she's like, he was over last night, wasn't he? Because you're fucking pale. I'm like, yeah. Not even that, but like, we've talked about this. We're like literally separated Oh, yes. Yeah. She like, just knew. I know when things happen to you. Oh, yeah. Without you telling me. <laughs> and the fact that you hung on to him. Because. Even though he smoked and that was oh, like your biggest oh, end game. It's gr- even like vaping. You put anything in your mouth that puffs out smoke. Even smoking marijuana. I'm all for marijuana. Like, I'm pro-pot. But I don't like the smoking aspect of it. I'm all about edibles. I'm all about the oil. I don't like the idea of putting something into, into my lungs like that. Because I just don't know what will happen. So I don't want to date someone who does it. My friends, my, I have a lot of friends that smoke pot. I'm all for it. Go do it. Whatever. But I don't want to date someone who smokes. If someone wants to take an edible, go and have motherfucking at it. But again... For those listening, any cute boys who want to hit me up on Instagram at sam at not sambalacero.com, <laughs> do not smoke. It's not cute. It's also it's 2019. Thank you. Who smokes anymore? Thank you. Oh my god, this is why you're my sister. <sighs> so before we get into our grand finale, I want to play a game with you, <laughs> and that game is called "Things Boys Said to Me That I Cannot Believe They Said to Me, But They Don Said to Me." I have a good list. And I'm going to say these little quotes and give a little bit of context. You ready for this shit? Do I get to guess who they were? No, we you can't. can't you can't. I wish. The rules oh. the whole game. So here we go. Ready? I don't want you to become famous because then you won't have time for me. And that was in context of I was on like the first or second date with a guy and we were hitting it off. And then when he asked like what my life plan was and I told him, he flat out said that. I said... Okay, next. That's so selfish. Yeah. You look better in person. And that was on the first date with with Smoker. He told me, you look better than you do in your Instagram photos. I mean, not, I mean your, your Tinder photos. And I said, oh, cool, thanks. He goes, no, like, you should definitely update your, your profile. Because I'm sure you get a lot more matches if you look like this in your pictures. <laughs> I said, are you trying to not get a second date? And the final one, before Marissa will share hers. God. Same person who said, I don't want you to become famous. I don't put out very easily, especially when it comes to intimate things like sex. And he was getting frustrated with the fact that I wasn't putting out. And I said, I'm sorry that those are just my morals and values. Like, that's what I believe in. I like to take it slow because I want those moments to be intimate with someone. And his response was as if he was a 15-year-old teenage boy in high school, you know, I'm putting my morals aside, too. And I said, what are your morals? He goes, having sex right away. That is not a moral. Yikes. Yikes. 
So your turn. Go. I definitely shared my biggest one at the beginning of this, talking about how that guy told me the things that he liked to do uh-huh. in the bedroom that I wasn't all for. <laughs> but I, I mean, being a girl is just so tough. Your body image, like just who you are, and men always mm-hmm. seem to find a way to Ugh. talk about what you should and shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I dated, um, I don't know what I want to call him, give him a nickname. But um, he was always so focused about my image. And we had gone like a long period of time of not seeing each other. And he goes, oh, I really can't wait to see like how you look. Cause, like I was like really hitting the gym hard. Like I was really like trying to because I was so worried about seeing him for the first time after a long period of time. And like him being like, no, this isn't going to happen that I like forced myself to be who I wasn't. And when he saw me for the first time, he goes, wow, you really did work really hard. Um. Whoa. Are you kidding me? Wait. What? Yeah. You did really work hard. Yeah. Ew. Thanks. Ew. Thanks. Didn't need you to throw that in my face, but I know I worked really hard because I went through it. <laughs> and it's not your business. Like, okay, that's fine. You don't like those type of people. Then just don't be involved with me. Don't what force me f- to be who I'm yeah. not. Yeah. I just... <laughs> men with body image on women is just yeah like, i mean it's horrendous it's horrendous because then because they can look however they want to look right like okay. which is 90 percent of the time is horrifying <laughs> amen <laughs> no tea no shade does <laughs> <laughs> so you want to know why you already know <laughs> big frida queen best of believer oh my god <laughs> and there was a lot i mean there's a lot of moments where over the past year like once I finally got over my ex and was able to finally accept the breakup and rearrange my life, I started to really put myself out there. And still, even when I was completely healed, meeting guys who <laughs> live across the street from me and it doesn't work out was getting frustrating because these people would come into my life and acknowledge how great they think I am. And how I'm boyfriend material and I'm husband material. And then they would come back and they would say, but I'm not ready for that. And which is, that is fine. That used to happen to me That is okay with me. Because then they're being respectful. But 90% of the time when they say that, it means, but I still want to see you. But I want to hook up with you. They don't want the commitment. They don't want the commitment. They don't want to grow up. They don't want to let go of whatever else it is that they're doing in their background. This is a message to all. Everyone dating, <laughs> guys, girls, whatever you identify yourself as, the grass is never greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. It'll never be greener, guys. I can attest to that because I made a huge life decision once that I thought the grass was going to be motherfucking greener and it never is, everyone. Appreciate what you have. Mm-hmm. Love what you have. R- relationships are work. And if you guys think dating is hard, wait till you're fucking married. Watching my parents go through a divorce and then remarry and then the work that they put into their marriages every single day because throughout life, you as an individual, you change. I feel like I shed a skin every four years and I evolve into someone new and better than I used to be. And when you're in a relationship, you need to respect your partner's growth and allow them to change and grow. Because if you don't, you're going to fall apart. You're going to stop loving each other because that fear of they're not going to love me because they're changing. If you just love them and accept them for who they are and you grow with them, you will live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Woo! 
That was a rant. <laughs> I just got like you just took it and ran. I <laughs> got in on it just now. No, but it's it's honest yeah. to God true. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going through that whole process of settling down with somebody and you know making that commitment to being mm-hmm. engaged, somebody mm-hmm. planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you. I had somebody ask me the other day, "Aren't you scared to get married?" And my response was, "No." No. I'm not Mm-mm. scared because I know that I love Evan. I know Aww. I love who Aww. he is and what we have. But I think what scares people the most is like just having like that commitment because we live in such a world nowadays where people don't commit to things. Never. People like to have, like Sam said, the grass on the other side. Yep. Like yep. to teeter totter back and forth mm-hmm. between two things. And it's mm-hmm. just like that, that's not how the world used to be. So how no. did we get to this point of wanting to have it's because of two worlds? Social media. Because yeah. we can see what is literally out there. But guys, reminder, social media is fake. Yep. Nothing you see is real. And people make their lives seem like they're so much better They are. I mean, even me. Why would I want to post a picture of me having a bad hair day, a bad skin day, if I'm having a depressing? I'm not going to post about that. So you're obviously always going to see me in my best state because I want to put my best forward. But reminder, everyone, so does everyone else. And also, reminder, everyone, the bodies you look at online... And when you're looking at guys and thinking, oh, my boyfriend doesn't look like that or my girlfriend doesn't look like that, those are edited photos half the time. Mm-hmm. Those are straight from the gym. Their bodies, bodies are still pumping. Guys, take everything you look at online with a grain of salt. Get to know people from the personalities. Fall in love with their dreams. Fall in love with their families. Fall in love with what's on the inside. And then appreciate what you get on the outside. Yep. And if you find yourself questioning what you're doing and who you're with, don't go looking for something else while you're holding on to yes. the other person. Let go. Let them go. Oh my god. Because let go. there's just no point in now you're questioning your own self. Yep. And that person's not getting the opportunity to question their themselves and what they're doing with you. Like just let it go and move on to the next. Like just yeah. Like, yeah. for real though. Like yep. stop dragging the baggage around. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take another quick break, and when we come back, I will share a funny Uber story that happened last night. And we'll transition right into the grand finale. Yeah. And we are back. So last night, guys, I decided to drive for Uber. I don't need to do it anymore, but I can't resist money. It's like an addiction. And Which, the stories, I mean, and come the on stories. Now. Yeah, and also it's summertime. So I, again, I live right on the water and there's so many bars. So I make money so fast. So my last ride of the night. I picked up this guy at my favorite bar, Donovan's. Shout out to Donovan's. If you want a sponsor. Um, <laughs> could you imagine? The, the, sponsored by the Rum Buckets. And we're drinking the Rum Buckets the entire time. It's getting fucking hammered. I'd be slurring my words like as of like 30 minutes ago. Straight up. So I picked him up at Donovan's. And his ride was from Donovan's to Homedale, which was probably about half an hour. Not bad. But it was perfect. It was the end of the night. That was my last ride anyways. And I said, perfect. Not a big deal. He gets in my car and he goes, oh man, what a night. And he's smoking hot, by the way. Smoking fucking hot. Dark eyes, tall, dark, and handsome. Like my Prince Charming in the back seat. And he was so drunk that he sat in the middle seat leaning. So his face was up against like my ears. Just talking to me. And I literally, like things were happening. Like things were going on underneath my clothes. Because he was just like... So sexy and like beachy and dark and like fucking hammered. So then we're driving, we're driving, we're driving. He's loving my Spotify playlist, which is like all 90s rap. Um, what's that one rap song? Not get jiggy with it. The one 
where it's not giddy up. Oh my god! I can't believe you just brought up getting jiggy with it because we were just talking about that the other night at my house. That's hilarious. Um, it was one of those songs, and he was like singing out loud to it. He was loving. He was man, you got the best fucking playlist or whatever, whatever. And then somewhere around like halfway through the drive, all of a sudden, I felt the energy shift in a good way, but I just felt like an energy shift where all of a sudden he got a little more comfortable with me. Like before, he was just like, oh, I'm hanging out with my Uber driver. I'm drunk, whatever, whatever. Right. And all of a sudden, he was like, let me start talking to this guy. And he starts just all of a sudden just blabbering about his life, how I'm the most chill Uber driver he's ever had. And then he goes, yeah, man, I went to Pride yesterday. And I said, of course, man. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that your reaction all over yeah. your body, uh, too? Oh, girl, <laughs> tingling, mingling the whole nine yards. So then I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah. D- did you go? And I said, no, I- I'm working this weekend. I didn't, ha- didn't have time to go. And he goes, yeah, man, it was great. And then at the same time, a rap song came on and it said Trump's name in it. But it was from the 90s, which is so weird. And so then all of a sudden he goes, yeah, fuck Trump. And I said, yeah, you're right. I'm like, yeah, fuck Trump. You know? And I was like, oh, my God, he's gay. Like, oh, my God, this guy is gay. And so all of a sudden the app crashes. And I'm like, fuck. And so I pull over. I'm, I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to fix it. And he's drunk. So he's like, I don't, he was like straight up. He's like, I couldn't even guide you home. Because honestly, he was so nice. I was so going to get paid in the end from this ride. Like it was just like the app was not working for a minute. But I was like, dude, I'll just drive you home. Don't worry about it. Even if like I don't get the money, I already made enough money tonight. Right. Whatever. And we were like halfway plus there. So I wasn't going to kick him out of the fucking car. And so I said, well, do you have any cash on you? I said, I said, just pay me $10 for like the, you know, the next half out, uh, half of the ride, whatever. He goes, man, I don't, he's like, I have a dollar. And I, and I, was, I was like, no, I'm like, dude, don't worry about it, whatever, whatever. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'll give you a dollar if I can suck your dick. Stop. <laughs> and I was Wait. like, and I was like, what? And I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so flustered. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. I was like, hey. And I kept driving, kept driving. He's like, yeah. And he just leans back. He goes, yeah, man, I'll give you a dollar if I can suck your dick. Yeah. I'll give you. He's so wasted. So wasted. And I didn't know what was happening. I'm shook right now. <laughs> and so then he goes, can we, can, can we pull over? Again? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? Because mind you, at this point, the app came back up. Right. We were en route. We were about 10 minutes away. And he goes, he goes, if I asked you to pull or to stop and pull over, will you do it? And I said, is there something wrong? Are you going to be sick? Which is so funny because the last time I said, are you going to be sick? The person behind me said, I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> so me saying that again, I thought, Sam, bite your tongue. Do not use those words. So I asked him. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, I just, I don't know if, I, if like, you want to pull over or something. And I thought, oh, my God, he literally wants to give me a dollar to suck my dick. He's going get in the front seat. Yeah, right, right. No. And so then we're driving, we're driving, we're driving. The topic gets dropped. I obviously never pull over. We're about five minutes away. And then he brings up how he's actually not gay, but he's straight. And I said, oh, my God, does he want, like, a gay experience? Because it's Pride Month or something, you know? And so then we get towards his house, and he starts telling me how good of a cause pride is and how he went to pride because he loves gay people and thinks that we deserve more credit than we get for the struggles and the fight that we're in right now and i started getting emotional so my erection was going down because i started getting like really heartfelt in this moment and so then he was just saying you know like i like because at this point he knew my name 
He's like, Sam, I really appreciate you not only for driving me, not only for, ta- for taking the time to fix the app and just, you know, put on good music, but I appreciate you because I can only imagine what it feels like to be gay. And in that moment, I said to him, you want to find out? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I was so tempted to literally say, so about that dollar. Um, and so then I pull up and then I drop him off. And he like he kept being like, Sam, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. If you're watching this, by the way, because I gave you the podcast information and you put it in your phone. I saw you. If you're watching this, Christian, you're fucking awesome. It makes my heart warm when straight people fight for me. And straight people fight my fight because right now the state of the world is terrifying and watching shows like The Handmaid's Tale are terrifying. And I, even though I'm out proud, I am who I am, never once have I ever come across someone who has been hateful about my sexuality. It still is a fear. When I got my haircut yesterday, I was afraid that the barber, because they're like a Puerto Rican jacked barber, were going to be some sort of a secret homophobe. When he found out I was gay, he couldn't, couldn't fucking care less. And meeting these people makes me so happy that there is still light out there. And this guy was so nice. And knowing he went to Pride to be around it and he loved it. And he was like, dude, like, like they should have that all year round. And I was like, fucking, I will sign that petition. Pride every day, all day. <laughs> I'm about it. So yeah, that was my Uber story. And it's time for the grand finale. The moment you've all been waiting for. The moment that Marissa and I found out that we didn't meet in 2015, but we met in 2009 (laughs) through the same boy, the same summer, and the same Probably the same week. To be honest, it was probably the same week. Well, I mean, definitely probably intermingled in that same week, but I had been, I had known him for a while. She had done known him. So, (laughs) you you start, you start. So we were training a new girl at work, and at that time, I was, um, Sam was manager, I was assistant manager, so he basically trusted me with training the new girl. He was busy doing whatever else. And her and I are Dicking going around. on, <laughs> pretty much, I'm just kidding. Um, so her and I were, you know, going through the motions. I was like helping her with stuff and I just couldn't stop like looking at her. Do you ever just like look at somebody and you're just like, oh, yeah. wow, where do I know you from? Yep. And I feel like that happens to me way too often. I have a very photographic memory when it mm-hmm. comes to faces and names and the fact that I couldn't recall her name as to how I knew her, mm-hmm. but her face was familiar, which is like driving me insane. Mm-hmm. So finally I was like, where'd you go to high school? Because like we were going down the list, like, did you work here? Did you do this? Did you do that? And so she told me where she went to high school. And I said, oh, my God, do you know? And for the sake of names, we're going to call this guy Dazed and Confused. Because boy was dazed and confused. <laughs> Snaps of that. Snaps. So I was like, all right, do you know so-and-so? And she goes, no, I don't know him. In the same second that she says she doesn't know him. No, Sam- no, 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 no. That's not right. What? No, you- she didn't know well, him. Well, she didn't know him, but she didn't even get the words out. I don't know him. Yeah. You said, do you know Dazed and Confused? And I was at the register next to you guys. My head whipped so fast. I right. said, how do you know Dazed and Confused? And then she goes, 
How do you know Dazed and Confused? <laughs> and then in that moment, without any words, any body movement, we both knew how we knew Dazed and Confused. And apologies to that new girl, but she no longer existed in the world because Marissa and I were like, oh my god, 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 yeah, uh-huh, oh my god, hey, uh, nine inches, yeah, I know, right? Like, as we found out. We dove into the deep, dark caves in that moment. We hooked up. With the same guy, the same summer, four or five years before we were, no, six years. Yeah. Six years before we would actually meet in real life. What the fuck? And after that time, <laughs> before we still didn't know each other. Yes, yes. Probably about six months later, he was my senior prom date. Yeah, crazy, crazy. And I still at this point... When he was my senior prom date, did not know that he liked boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. Totally fine. Yeah, and yeah, nothing but wrong. But didn't know. Yeah. And later that summer, I had found out because he, like, talked to me about it. And I was just like, you know, like, why don't you ever mm-hmm. tell me sooner? Like, I have no problem with it. I would have been able to, like, help you more with yep. it. He went to a Catholic school. He grew up in a Catholic family. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know, like, that he was going through hardships for totally, that. Totally, totally. And... <laughs> <laughs> Sam told me that he had hooked up with him too. Uh-huh, I was like, uh-huh. before I knew that this guy was bisexual yeah, 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 and yeah, before yeah, I yeah, even yeah. knew you, yes, yes. we were connected because yes. it was the same guy yes. in the same week. Like what the, that is fate in a nutshell. I didn't, Literally. Like, guys, like what are the odds? How do two people get put on earth, not only from the start, but then to go down a path like that to then like, not ever be connected, but connected, and then actually end up connected. And what's even crazier is Marissa was not going to even originally work at my location of no. the coffee shop. She applied to one across her house, and they were not hiring. Right. And then she got shifted to me. Mm-hmm. So there was a chance that Marissa and I would have never even really met. We would have met at, like, you know— company parties and stuff like that. Right. But that would have been the extent that that conversation would have never happened with with us training the new girl. It was meant to be. I never laughed so hard in my life. Yeah, we were dead. We were dead. And it's our claim to fame. Whenever we post things on Instagram, we go hashtag Eskimo Eskimo sisters. sisters. And there are times where people have been, wait, I'm like, yeah, like what you're thinking, that is the truth. Usually the term is used between two guys when they have well, the same girl. Or two yeah, girls. Right. We're, we're, yeah, but the fact that it's Marissa and I hooked up with the same guy. We're asking most sisters. Because <laughs> also we are sister, sisters. <laughs> <laughs> we were close already at that point. Like... <laughs> that was like, like, it, like, like we're blood, like we're blood yeah. sisters now. <laughs> blood and semen sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't like it. God, well, on that note. <sighs> Unfortunately, that is the end of today's episode. Marissa, is there anything else you want to say? No, just thanks for having me. Of course. <laughs> I cannot wait to have you. Go. Uh, we have so many stories to share, guys. So Marissa comes back. We will have something else crazy to talk about. But that's it, guys. Um, The takeaway of t- today's podcast is the grass is never greener on the other side. Make sure that people aren't doing drugs and guac before cock. I am your host, Sam Pelissero. That is Marissa Savola. This is the Shmi Podcast. Bye! Bye!